What's up, everybody? I'm Ian. You're here with F yeah, F1. It's my buddy Ryan on the other side. F yeah, F1. And we have so much to talk about. Silverstone 2021 recap. Uh, solid race overall. Lots mm-hmm. to discuss, Ryan. Lots to discuss. We have lots uh, to go over. I've been, we've been texting back and forth pretty much nonstop since Sunday. And I was like, I'm coming to this episode fired up and ready to ready to fuck some shit up yeah and uh speaking of fucking some shit up uh i want to and i i'm gonna speak for both of us mm-hmm. and and all of us here at fia f1 the whole team uh the whole team <laughs> when i say uh that i've i've ultimately decided that if you are a racist or a bigot or a piece of shit in any way shape or form uh in any way that makes f1 not fun for somebody else then you do not get to call yourself an f1 fan you are simply an f1 viewer uh because f1 fans uh and f1 in general is inclusive and incredible and wonderful and has brought me significant joy and how dare any piece of shit tarnish that with their nimrod beliefs I 100% agree. And Fuck I think there's plenty to criticize. There, You can criticize any driver on the track without making it about, you know, their race, their religion, their oh, yeah. country of origin, you know, yeah. uh, whether or not they stole somebody's girlfriend. Like, <laughs> you know, we make light of some of that stuff uh, oh, yeah. on the show, but it, it's all in good fun. And again, we do it without resorting to actual attacking people for things that for who they are as a person because you can criticize the way they drive you can criticize a lot of things Um, lewis hamilton has a foot thing that's totally cool we're gonna make fun of him for it but it's still cool yeah exactly i'm not gonna not gonna judge the guy for it right um Um, yeah so if, if you can't criticize lewis hamilton without being a racist piece of shit then you're feel free to tune out of this podcast and leave f1 forever and fuck off for the rest of your life yep I was gonna say go to NASCAR, but racists shouldn't be welcome there either. Yeah, nah, that's nah, they're not welcome anywhere. You're not yeah. allowed. You're not allowed in motorsport. You're not allowed yeah. in fucking any. Like, don't go to a fucking track meet. Like, don't you just yeah, sit get at the home. Fuck out. Don't go to roller derby. Yeah, fuck off. Sit at home by yourself, being cranky that fucking people look different than you. You, you honky tonk piece of shit. Yeah, and that goes double for Europeans. They are definitely honky tonk pieces of shit out yeah, there. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Just fucking nerds all talking funny uh, with their accents. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's our formal F yeah F one statement on yep. racism and uh, bigotry and sexism for that matter in Formula One. Yeah, hashtag we races one except for racists and sexists. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm gonna say this: if you, uh, uh, if you are, search within yourself, man. Search within yourself and ask yourself if what you're doing is uncool. And if it's uncool, and everybody says it's uncool, then there is a path for you out of it. You can mm-hmm. become a better person, and you don't have to live the rest of your life being a piece of shit. You can be welcomed back to. Uh, fun and joy uh you just gotta change your shit 
and not be a dick. Yep. And at absolute bare minimum, you can shut the fuck up. Absolute <laughs> bottom of the line minimum. Just don't say another fucking word. Literally yep. say zero things. Yep. And you'll be fine. And like yeah. all things considered, you'll be fine. Yeah. But again, that's bare minimum. Uh, you know, you should think about why it matters so much to you about what Lewis Hamilton's hair looks like. Yeah. You idiot. Anyway. Yeah. Holy shit, Silverstone. Holy shit. Uh, so much. So much happened. Yeah. Because I, I know we're going to talk about the, the turn one, or not turn one, the lap one racing incident, shall we say. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. So I'm going to try to hold hold off on talking about it but i want to go through our questions yes um but before we get to that did you get a chance to catch up with the half hour sprint race uh did i ever i sure did uh what'd you think uh it was i mean all things considered it was super i think it was kind of cool it was um i was gonna say foolishly it was something i've never seen before but i guess it's something nobody's really ever seen before um (laughs) It was it was very interesting. I'm curious about the the uh, the qualifying debate of like who is awarded pole position mm-hmm. in the record books. Right. Um, I am curious about about that, and I still don't know exactly how I feel about it. Uh, but in terms of the format of practice, qualify, practice, sprint, race, it was kind of neat. You know, mm-hmm. um, a lot happened. It, it benefited some great, greatly and it harmed others greatly, exactly like we thought it would. Um, yep. And that was, I guess, it, it, was, it was an exciting race. It was fun. It was exactly like you said, just like a, a, a very white knuckle thing to watch. Um, not compared to the Grand Prix, uh, but still exciting. I thought it was kind of neat. Yeah, no, I thought I totally agree with you. I thought it was fun. I know the commentators were like, oh, how, you know, how racy are these cars going to, are these drivers going to be with each other? And how many of them are going to like try to play it close to the vest? That was very much what we were discussing the whole time. Right. Uh, I was glad to see that, you know, especially Alonzo was like, no, this is a race. We're going to race. I'm going to pass a bunch of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, So I I definitely appreciated that. I thought it was super fun. It's one of those where, like, there was, like, two laps to go. And I was like, wait, it's almost over. (laughs) Yeah, I was, like, ready. Like, my my brain was, like, keyed in for, like, let's just have two races. It's fine. Yeah, right. Um, You know, I think the the free tire choice is interesting. Um, I think... I, I. I'm looking forward to them doing it again is basically what I'm going to say. Cause I'm curious to see how it goes. They, a second haven't, time. Announced, they haven't announced what uh, track they're going to. I think everyone point. assumes it's uh Monza. I mean, Monza absolutely makes the most sense. It yeah. has to be like Monza has to be one of the tracks that they do it at. Yeah. And then they'll probably do it at like Abu Dhabi or something. Right. Yeah. I figure it'll be one of those. Cause uh, right. Cause we haven't been, have we been the spy yet? no because that would be the other the other one i would i would think yeah yeah i just figured they might save it for like the last race of the year type deal yeah that's true i guess they're doing australia yeah well they're not going to australia this year oh right i forgot about that bummer i know 
Yeah. This calendar, it keeps changing a lot. So I, I can't keep track of it. I still am not clear as to whether or not we're going to Turkey. Um, yeah, but uh, it seems like a lot of the, yeah, right. Who knows? Um, a lot of the, uh, um, a lot of the drivers seem to really like the sprint race. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, it's funny. I, after seeing it, uh, and really watching the sprint race. Um, I, I kind of felt like I, I almost felt silly um, when we were talking about whether or not these guys were going to like hold back or not, because like you said, like, I feel like when they get in those cars, they don't, like Lando doesn't know where any country is. Like, did you see that video? <laughs> no, I did not see that video. Oh, word, dude. There's a video, and they they just have a map of a global map, and they're like, "Where's the United States?" And he fucking circles all of North America, like the whole continent. And he's like, "Is that it?" And they're like, "No." And they're like, "Where's Germany?" And he points at like Sweden. Like he has. No fucking clue where on the planet he is ever. And he's been to all these places. Yeah, that's what they were saying. They were like, (laughs) just put a dot wherever there's a racetrack. And he was like, oh, fucking here. And like picked Africa. Like they were like, no, like there's none. There's none there. It makes me... It, it like makes me imagine like Lando like getting ready for a race and like the McLaren team comes and like puts a, a bag over his head and like puts him on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> and then right? they like take it off when they get like to the track. They're yeah. like, here you go. Like, like, don't what? don't yeah. get distracted by anything I'll shiny on the way. Yeah, he had no fucking clue where anything on the planet was. And so like these guys, they're not I'm not saying that they're dumb. <laughs> what a lovable I, dope. What a, he's, so, he's such a Muppet. <laughs> yes. But like there's there's they only know one thing you know what i mean their whole existence and which they should you know you're not allowed to be an f1 driver and have other fucking hobbies you know what i right. mean right like, lewis was in the simulator uh saturday morning yeah yeah like they fucking drive and, cars and, and in his words he's like i mean what am i gonna do sit around all day <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> no i'm gonna go play a race game before i go race a real car yeah yeah, like that's just his that's just his shit so he uh yeah like they just know how to drive cars so i feel like even if the rule was like hey man look we, we got a good spot uh we're starting top 10 if you can if you see a window take it but if not you know just kind of hang back i feel like that shit is in one ear and out the other when these guys get in those cars for any reason including a sprint race they get in there and it's like, oh, I'm going to race this fucking car. Yeah, because uh, so in writing a piece for the upcoming movie, John Cena, about the movie Grand Prix, uh, I was going through the bonus features and one of the uh, like racing, they, they had a they had a whole thing about uh, what F1 was like in the 60s in real life uh, on the Blu-ray, which was pretty cool. And one of the guys was like, yeah, like the, uh, I forget, I forget who there were, it was like a conversation between two drivers. I think it was Graham Hill and Jackie Stewart. Mm. Uh, and like Graham Hill was like, yeah, if you're not racing to the, like, uh, I think like Jackie Stewart was like, oh, I messed up in this corner. And, and like the other guy's like, oh, but you didn't crash. And he's like, well, yeah, I, I saved. He's like, well, then you weren't going fast enough. 
like yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you know and the whole idea is that like these guys are pushing it to the limit yeah. every time and if yeah. you're over the limit you're in the wall if you're under the limit you're not fast enough right yeah exactly yeah that's the that's the andretti quote right when, when mario is like if you don't feel like you're out of control then you're not driving fast enough yeah and it's like yeah these guys are absolutely fucking insane you have to be insane and those, some of those corners, dude, this, when they were showing the G forces and these corners, these guys were taking at like fucking five G's, 5.6 G's. Holy like, shit. I don't know if I would say conscious, let alone being able to drive. Yeah. Like, I feel like I would black out at five G's. I don't really know, yeah. but like, I don't know, but I bet it would hurt. It wouldn't be fun. Yeah. <laughs> It definitely, it definitely ache really bad the next day, and it was hot. Man, those guys, uh, they had, they're super superheroes. Um, yeah, they're great. Uh, all nineteen of them that we acknowledge. <laughs> Hell yeah! Did they decide if he's coming in next year or not? What's going I, on? I don't know. And to clarify, it's not because he's a Russian; it's because he's a piece of shit of a human being. Yeah, because um, he's a dick. Yeah. Uh, he was also, I mean, like, for the sprint race, he was, like, almost 10 seconds behind his teammate. Oh, wow, yeah. He finished is... ahead of Schumacher in the race, though. Yeah, but, I mean, you know. Still last. Right. Yeah. Um, Oz is such a shit pile car this year. Yeah. Looking Just... forward to that episode of Drive to Survive next year. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just it's just Gunther the whole time it's, sitting... It's... Gunther in a Tarantino script. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just sitting alone in a dark room the entire, for f- literally 45 minutes of the entire show, he's just going to be sitting there like, fuck. <sighs> and Gene has, every once in a while, you see him poke his head in the window and just has that frown. He's like, it's no fun losing all the, all the time. It'll just be like voice of Gene Haas on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> um, so uh, our first question wa- that I asked you uh, was who was going to be on a quote unquote poll for the sprint race. So who was going to start, like basically who was going to win the qualifying for the sprint race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were correct because you said Lewis Hamilton and it was Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, man uh yeah and then uh but then we said who would win the uh who would get the pole position who Mm -hmm. would win the sprint race uh and i said lewis and i was wrong uh did i i said max didn't i right you did wait i'm looking uh no we both said lewis did we both say lewis yeah we both said lewis would 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 take the pole which makes sense because you know, as demonstrated, this is very much his home track. Yeah. Uh, I had asked you who was going to benefit the most from sprint qualifying. Uh, mm-hmm. You said McLaren and Renault. Uh, so McLaren, uh, they Renault? started uh, Alpine. <laughs> I wrote Alpine. I saw Alpine. And then I said Renault. Crazy. You know why? Because I'm looking on the, the thing that says Alpine Renault. Uh, yeah. That's, that's my fair. excuse. I'm sticking to it's- it. Um, <laughs> Renault never ran a uh, a sprint race. Yeah, right. 
Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. the McLarens started sixth and seventh. They started the sprint qualifying sixth and seventh. They ended up mm-hmm. fifth and sixth. Uh, and the Alpines started 11th and 13th and ended up 7th and 9th. So Pretty I don't good. Know they benefit the most, the most. Uh, no, they probably did overall, actually. Now that I'm looking at like, yeah, I think they did pretty good the, through the thing. Ocon moved from 13th to 9th. Yeah, dude. Um, and Alonso moved from 11th to 7th. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. Each of them gained four positions in 17 laps. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Who did really you good. say? Uh, I didn't. I didn't write down an answer because that was oh, just okay. one of my one of my questions for you. I asked you if there was going to be an incident in the sprint race. Um, I said no, and you said yes, and you would be very right, sir. Yeah, there were uh, at least two incidents, depending on how you want to count. Uh, three, actually, because mm-hmm. Mazepin hit Schumacher, Russell and Science had a collision, uh, and then... Worst of all. Worst of all, Sergio Perez um, just got a, what must have been especially dirty air and yeah. just spun out into nowhere. Yeah, yeah. He just... Uh, uh, well, I mean, what was so interesting about the weekend was how, how much different the track temperatures were from mm-hmm. day to day. Like, the the qualifying for the sprint race, qualifying Friday night, was the, the track was so cool. Mm-hmm. It was just so cooled off from where the, what it was when they were practicing earlier. And then when they were in the sprint qualifying, it was... Uh, it was super hot again. Well, yeah, it was, it was warm. Like, warm. It was warm. It wasn't as hot yeah. as it was on race day, but it was significantly warmer than practice. Right. But and I then think race that's... day, it was like super duper hot. And it's like, you know, so from qualifying to sprint to Grand Prix, you had three like significantly different track temperatures. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody was just trying to find their grip. And I think as far as Checo is concerned, he just didn't find it that time. He just he just did not have Red Bull in general. Just did not have a weekend. No, Red Bull uh, as a unit sort of shit the bed. Uh, yeah. yeah, on the weekend as a whole. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll definitely be talking more about that. Oh boy. Um, I also asked you if a Ferrari would finish in the top five, uh, which you know Char- Charles Leclerc uh, <laughs> was on the podium, and then. Carlos was in sixth, so almost got two Ferraris in the top five. Almost in fifth. He was chasing Danny for a I long mean, time. Felt like 10 laps. Yeah. He was within a half second of him and just couldn't get him. He just, the McLaren's just so fast in the straights mm-hmm. uh, that even with DRS, Carlos just uh, couldn't catch up to him. Yeah. And, and I think Ricardo, yeah. I mean, they're both uh, amazing drivers. Uh, and I think Ricardo did a great job of defending in like what would we call like what, what we would probably call the Kimi Räikkönen style of like being very fair about it and not you know pushing him off the track or whatever, but just like you know being making it hard harder and harder for him to pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without being a dick. Without <laughs> being a dick about it um i asked you if alfa romeo would be in the top 10 um and we both said no and uh that's entirely accurate yeah uh, because they finished uh 
Where did they finish? Uh, um, they were pretty close. I mean, not bad. Um, Giovinazzi was in 13th, and Raikkonen was 15th. I feel uh, like this is the first season that we've seen, in the last, like, three or whatever, that we've seen uh, Kimmy, consi- like, typically being the further back on his team. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you're right. Yeah, I don't know about how consistent. I, I, I feel like he's – I'm curious about – after 10 races what the, what the split is there between him and Giovinazzi, because they both have a point. So mm-hmm. I, I, it might be like seven to three Giovinazzi to Raikkonen uh, who's finishing higher. Uh, yeah. And, and again, that, that's not necessarily a slight against Kimi. It could be that Giovinazzi has gotten better in the off season. You know what I mean? Like it yeah, could just, as he should. Yeah, as exactly. Should. Um, that's yeah. That's more me trying to commend uh, Antonio than, drag on Kimmy. I like how you said Antonio. Antonio. That was really nice. Thank you. Yeah, man. I have zero Italian blood in me, <laughs> but a lot of marinara sauce and Parmesan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Dude, I made a pizza bagel for lunch today. Did you? Yeah. yeah I had some leftover cool. sauce and some uh, shredded Parmesan. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, it was good. Fuck yeah. Yo, your peppers out back look sick, by the way. Thank you. Um, And uh, did you have any more questions for me? Because I asked uh, you one more. Yeah, just the just the driver to watch where we said Max and Lewis, and that well, will be discussed later in the show. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, I asked you, Checo or Bottas? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we both said Checo, uh, which is not correct. And we were wrong. We were wrong. We were All wrong. right. So let's, let's just take a moment to talk about Checo and his weekend. Yeah. So he started from the pit lane because he had some damage from his car from the uh, sprint qualifying spin. Well, let's, let's take a, a small step back. Um, in practice one, Checo finished in eighth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we qualified for mm-hmm. the sprint race. And Checo was, he qualified fifth. Pretty yep. good. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty good, especially considering in front of him were Hamilton, his teammate, Verstappen, Bottas, Leclerc. Yep. Leclerc, um, who is uh, apparently just an ace for qualifying yeah, in that Ferrari. Who just, who just knows how to qualify. Practice two, uh, Checo was fifth. And then comes sprint qualifying, mm-hmm. uh, where he has uh, his incident. Um, he, I think he was the only one to pit the whole time. Um, it did not go well for old Sergio uh in that second or in that sprint race Mm -hmm. and now um he starts from pit lane yep uh he was the only driver on the grid to start on the hard tires Mm -hmm. uh and we both got excited because we were like oh man that means like Checo's not gonna he's not gonna pit until like lap 45 right like he'll just stay out and that's how he'll gain positions in addition yes. to being able to lap, pass people lap 45, which would be early for him. Right. <laughs> like he, he could go hard, soft. Yeah. In theory, you know, no problem. Um, and then they pitted him really early. Like he they was pit him like one of, he was one of the first people to pit. So that either makes me think that, Somebody at Red Bull forgot that he was on hard tires 
or there was something else wrong with his car that we don't know about. I don't think so, man, because <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder what I, so here's something I don't know the answer to. Cause he uh, was working his way up on those hard tires pretty well. Like he, he had, a, he had a good pace. He had passed a bunch of people. I don't remember exactly yeah. where he was. He was, he was up there pretty good. Like yeah. I know that he gained four or like, five or six spots. Yeah. So what I wonder, and this is my question to you, the team is given a certain amount of tires mm-hmm. each week. Is that sets of tires per team or sets of tires per driver? I believe it's per driver. Because if Max is out of the race and they have a fresh set of mediums sitting there, can they use Max's mediums on Checo's car? I that's a good question that I do not know the answer to. I don't know the answer to that either because this is how I tried to justify it to myself was if he was on hards, he's making good pace and they're like, all right, he looks good on that. We got fucking because everybody was pretty much out of tires. People were starting on used tires. Everybody, everybody Mm -hmm. was out of tires, especially because it was so fucking hot. They were just chewing through these things. Right. Maybe part of their strategy was like look he's doing good he seems to find be comfortable in the car fuck it let's drop these mediums on there and just pit him twice we'll do a two-stop strategy mm-hmm. assuming that the track is that hot that everybody's going to eat through these mediums in no time and then they'll undercut so that when everybody's coming he comes in for his second pit stop earlier than everybody else everybody comes in after that thinking that he's just going to like climb that ladder, not realizing that everybody was able to stay out longer and just pit once. Yeah. No, I think that's probably the right justification. That's, um, a, that's, that's, I've spent so much time trying to justify their stupid fucking decision <laughs> that like, it's like you have Checo who's famous for driving really long on tires. Yep. And you pit him first, and he started on hards. Right. I, it like, stresses I, me Because I don't like. think the hards were that much slower. Because, again, he was he was working his way up through the field. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, given it's like, you know, the, the, uh, the slower half of the field by far compared to that Red Bull. But, like, he was still chewing him up. Right. And like, I don't, I don't quite understand that. That's the only strategy I can come up with is like, maybe they had fresher tires. They had more fresh tires and they were like, everybody's going to have to pit twice. Fuck it. Um, and then what I don't think I, I missed this because of my uh, blinding rage at the end of the race. Uh, but I, I don't think I realized that he and Kimmy uh, collided on lap 49 I had no idea. Yeah. Um, so I think that was... Well, they so both finished the race. They did. It was a minor thing, but that's when they brought him in for another for his second stop. Um, that's when they brought him in for his third stop. Oh, third stop, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Because they put softs on him so he could just, like, sail and get uh, fastest, fastest lap, lap. And take it away from Mercedes, which yeah. I applaud that as a piece of strategy. Yeah, for sure. Um, which I he, think I got right. Uh, you did, yeah. Party. Good job. Thanks. Uh, you know, because I, I think at that point it was clear that 
he wasn't going to finish in the points. Yeah, not even close. But, well, because as soon as they pit him as early as they did, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, well, this is definitely a two-stop strategy for him because they put mediums on him. And it's like, your mediums aren't going to, they're not going to make no. it. So he had yeah. to pit again, like lap 40 something. And and the only the only piece of criticism that I would have for Checo, because again, I think it was this whole tire strategy thing that ultimately screwed him over. Um, besides, you know, ignoring what ha- putting aside what happened in the sprint race, I do think that driving a Red Bull, you should be able to pass an Alfa Romeo pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. And him getting held up by Kimmy again. Kimmy's a great driver, multiple time world champion. Very fair driver. Love having him out on the track. But again, I just think, you know, if you're driving, a, like, I, I can't imagine, this is going to sound really horrible. I can't imagine Alex Albon finishing this race in 16th. Because, because yeah, he's just, he's, he, you know, I, I, I don't know what happened. I just don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, between. And I love Checo. Like I'm saying this as a fan. You yeah. know, this is this is the Philly sports fan in me where like I'm the only one that can talk shit about you because you're like my team. But I'm going to hold yeah. you to like the highest possible standard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you better not fuck this up. Right. Yeah. I I I agree. I I just don't. It just seemed like and we've seen it before with every single team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it's a high profile team, it obviously sticks out a lot more. Um I mean, with Ferrari, they pretty much didn't have an entire 2020 season. But, you know, the the days last year where, like, Charles and Seb smashed into each other and took each other out of the race. Yeah. Like, sometimes Ferrari just has that day. Or, like, when uh, George was racing for Mercedes last year and he got a puncture. And, like, well, like, you just see the Mercedes team completely fall apart and both of them don't finish in the points. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, right. Mercedes. What just, are you doing? Yeah. This was just Mercedes. And it felt like this weekend, this was just, this was just Red Bull's weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's extra. Um, it's, I feel like it's extra disappointing if only because Red Bull had so much momentum going into this race. And I think, you know, as we talked about in the preview episode, I was like, this is the test for red bull and max verstappen in terms of winning the championship if they win this race it like going in i was like lewis has to win this race max has to win this race or come in second right yeah you know and i'm disappointed in red bull as a team for the overall performance because again it just shows that like you have to be a champion to win the championship you have to be able to perform under that kind of pressure oh yeah yeah uh yeah i mean you're absolutely right that was pretty much the focus of our conversation last week of of the driver to watch your Mm -hmm. your last question my favorite question who's the driver to watch and you said max and i said lewis uh and your answer was for that exact reason like red bull had to pull it out and and if they did and i you know what i take that back they didn't have to pull it out but if they did, it would have put a very, very, very heavy nail into the coffin of Mercedes and solidifying like, yeah, Red Bull's probably going to win this fucker like straight up. Like there's just no, if you beat 
them in their own house. That's just mm-hmm. it. And not only did they not win, they barely fucking finished the race at all. Yeah. Um, the saving grace being that uh, Checo got fastest lap and stole that point away from Mercedes. That was it. You but, know? Well, the other saving grace is that, uh, you know, Max did walk away with three points for winning the sprint race. Oh, yeah. That's cool, too. Yeah. That's you what's know, up. I mean, Hamilton got two and then Mercedes matched Max's three because Bottas got one. So, like, right. for the Constructors' Championship, it didn't matter. But at least Max walked away with some with not not a total zero yeah yeah absolutely i um yeah it was just tough i I, it was just tough to watch red bull struggle as hard as they did and have and like and what's unfortunate i feel like what's unfortunate for checo too i'm gonna throw this out there is how much i like to think that professionals don't get distracted when shit really hits the fan but i can only imagine what the vibe was like Mm -hmm. for the red bull team after max's first lap incident um between being enraged at mercedes uh and also being concerned for his safety yep and also also having to perform your job for checo yeah no, that's true. And again, you know, I would say that comes with the territory. Yeah, like, I, yeah and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's easy to say it, and I know that it's much harder in practice. I get yeah. that. I'm not trying. And again, I'm not trying to drag Checo too hard. My main thing is, you should be able to pass Kimi Raikkonen if you're driving a Red Bull. Um, yeah, that's for sure. That's you know, for or even sure. an Alpha Tauri. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. those well, cars it's like are- we were saying about uh, Bottas back. Uh, a handful of weeks ago when he and George Russell got into that crash, it's like, why was, why was a Williams about to pass you? Right. That's like, your fault. Like, well, yeah, what are we doing here? Why yeah. is, why is that happening? Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're hundred percent right. I think, uh, yeah. Bad weekend for Red Bull. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about pole for the race. We talked about fastest lap. I had said Max was going to get fastest lap, which obviously didn't happen because he completed zero of them. Yeah. Uh, and then driver of the day, I said Lando. You said Lewis. We were both wrong, and it was Charles Leclerc who I also voted for for driver of the day. Oh yeah, I voted for Charles Leclerc. Yeah. Uh, great, great race out of that kid. He killed it. He, he fucking killed, killed it, it, bro. He killed it. And uh, I, it's, I feel you know, in that busted ass Ferrari. Uh, <laughs> Like, I can't imagine, and they talked a little bit about this during the broadcast, but he was having uh, engine issues the whole race, but they weren't mechanical. They were, like, software issues. So they were basically, like, like, just imagine, like, there's a keyboard on the steering wheel, and you're trying to drive, and someone on the phone is like, all right, now you have to hit control, delete. Yeah. And then, oh, wait, now you have to hit control, shift, number four. Yeah. And, like, they were constantly having to, like, battle, like... It seemed like the engine was trying to change modes at random. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, bro, I'm going 200 miles an hour. Yeah, and I'm trying to follow Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. I'm or, trying to, or, no, I'm trying stay to ahead of Lewis against, Hamilton. Yeah. 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 Uh, so like, right. You're driving down the highway as fast as you can go. You're trying to outrun a car that's behind you. And you're having to like type all this shit in onto your steering wheel. Yeah. Like it's, uh, yeah. What a goddamn feat. 
Because the Ferrari shouldn't have even been there in the first place, you know? Yeah, I mean, the fact that he qualified second and then finished the sprint and – and I'm sorry, qualified fourth and finished the sprint fourth, I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, look nice. at you. Good job. And then, obviously, first lap incident happens, and Charles is at the end – winning at, in the lead at the end of the first lap. And then they have the restart, and he's still in the lead. I was like, oh. Like, well, he's- well, so, like, this uh, incident that we're going to talk about in a minute – uh happens in front of him and he's just like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and just like is like oh i'm gonna go by now and then they they red flag the race uh so they could retrieve max's car because they were worried about it exploding yeah um and and then because the lap hadn't completed when they called the red flag because usually like the red when the when the red flag happens it's like immediate so like whoever is whatever position you're in that's the position you're going to restart in yeah it, it's not based on like who completed the previous lap or you know any of that stuff so he had to like double check and he's like am i supposed to be at the front like this yeah. seems like weird and i just want to make sure i'm not going to like get penalized for not being where i'm supposed to be <laughs> yeah 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 no like no so, you're good like um but an incredible performance yeah by charlotte claire yeah really, uh, really just you know i think because ferrari hasn't been in the title fight which is i feel you know long time f1 fans are used to seeing ferrari in the title fight like the first season that i started watching formula one it was mercedes ferrari and then occasionally red bull yeah yeah um and so i think sometimes maybe not on this show but i think in general sometimes people sort of forget uh how good charlotte claire is oh yeah yeah He's a, he's, he's a shockingly good driver and he's maturing very well, Mm -hmm. um, which is, which is really great to see. He's just calming down. He's getting, he's getting a little bit more comfortable being an F1 driver. Uh, And yeah, he just, I mean, we, week after week, we talk about uh, drivers who can outperform their cars and goddamn if that guy can't outperform the shit out of that Ferrari. And he's like the poster example for this from this race. Oh, for sure. And if, if that Ferrari is competitive on the level of a Red Bull or a Mercedes, when the 2022 changes happen, then God help anybody that's in his way. Cause yeah. And, and I do think, and we, we've definitely talked about this in the past. I do feel like his not having to fight for the championship has yeah. helped him mature faster. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, it's the ghastly effect. Yeah. That's a great name for it. Yeah. I'm going to keep that. Awesome. Nice. Um, and then podiums, we did not get a single one, right? No. Uh, Cause I had said it was going to be Max Lewis, Ricardo. Uh, you said it was going to be Lewis, Max, Carlos. Uh, n- none of those positions are correct. Yes. Um, and I, well, don't Lewis, think- I got Lewis in first. Oh, you did. You did. All right. You got, you got one. You got one. Yeah. I'll give you that. Thanks. Uh, and then wild cards, you said Carlos podium. And then I said there was going to be a safety car during the sprint race, which there was not a full on safety no. car. There was like no. a, a sector yellow, I think at one point. Right. But, right. Um, all right. So let's talk about the thing. Um, I almost don't want to. I know, but we have to talk about it. I've watched at least I've listened to other podcasts. I've watched a couple of YouTube videos. I've read a bunch of articles about it. Yes. I think I've made up my mind on how I feel, which is, to be fair, not all that different than I felt 
before I did all that research. So I feel pretty good overall. Uh, I'm excited to hear everything you're about to say. Yeah. So, you know, they, um, Hamilton, race starts, lights out. Hamilton gets a better jump uh, on Verstappen as opposed to the sprint race where Verstappen had a really great start and Hamilton kind of botched it. Um, They go side by side to the first corner. The lead is contested all the way up through um, the, the ninth corner, which I don't remember the name. Cops? I think it's Cops Copes. Corner. Yeah, yeah Cops Corner. Um, Verstappen was leading the whole time up to that point. Mm-hmm. There were brief moments where Hamilton pulled a little out of the head, but not enough to like take a full corner or overtake Max Verstappen. So they're coming into the approach. Hamilton's on the inside. Max is on the outside. Uh, Max is taking the outside apex. You know, he's taking that route, leaving Hamilton room. Uh, Hamilton takes more room than Max has given based on Max's trajectory going into that corner. Mm -hmm. And Max cuts in. Then he sees that Hamilton is there. He sort of jerks the wheel back a little bit more. They collide, uh, and Hamilton's car, or Verstappen's car, just careens off into the barrier. Um, he and he hits the wall at 180 miles an hour, uh, yeah. supposedly at 51 G's, which is insane. Uh, I mean, even more insane that he got out of the car on his own uh, and has no serious injuries whatsoever. yeah he took a wallop though i mean when when you say he oh, yeah. got up on his own if, if anybody didn't see it he got out awfully slow oh sure yeah that's you don't want to downplay that whatsoever yeah yeah um you know but i'm just saying it's amazing that he wasn't like it's a cut out of that miracle car. yeah it's a fucking miracle he didn't die if that was there's there's so many things that it's just impossible to say enough about the safety of these cars. Uh, when you yeah. see mm-hmm. an impact like that and somebody gets out of it and is just winded, that's fucking incredible. Yeah. I went from uh, annoyed at Max that it happened to, oh my God, is Max alive? Yeah. To, oh, thank God he's okay, to being pissed at Hamilton. Like it was like a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. There was a lot of feelings in that in that five minute period for yeah. sure. Um, so it was really scary. Um and then, you know, because of that Hamilton got a little bit of damage, had to slow down, Leclerc passes him. That's where he ends up for the red flag, like mm-hmm. we talked about. So I want to talk about the incident itself and then talk about the FIA and then talk about the aftermath of the race. Okay. Um, accident itself. Uh, the first half of that lap mm-hmm. th- that they were racing. Uh, I don't know if I breathed. Mm-hmm. That was incredible racing. Uh, they touched twice before yep. the actual incident. Uh, I mean, you're talking about two of the absolute best in the world in two of the absolute best cars in the world mm-hmm. competing at 
such a such a such a high level and i mean like it, it really goes to show when we were talking about who the driver to watch is in our conversation last week about like if max wins this it's kind of a nail in the coffin like talk about taking somebody's heart away yeah uh if lewis wins this like lewis basically has to win this like he has no choice but to win this mm-hmm. um that's just that's just how this race has to go and so and it looked like they both knew that going yep. through those through the first half of that race um yeah i mean you couldn't have said it better uh, that incident was terrifying mm-hmm. um it was it was hard racing up to that point uh but i've seen lewis take out drivers just like that before you know or twice in the case of alex alban yeah uh, and almost again later in this race uh yeah. he almost took and out leclerc Trump. yeah leclerc actually like it looked like he and they even said it like i'm i'm parroting what they were saying on the uh on sky sports where they were like yeah like it looked like he was getting out of the way like he was mm-hmm. like, yep, no, I'm not even going to like, I'd rather finish in second than yep. not finish this race. And Lewis, if he, if Charles tried to block him, Lewis probably would have taken him out in the exact same corner in the exact same fashion. Yeah. So ultimately I agree with the FAA's wording where they were like, Hamilton was predominantly, but not fully at fault. Yes. Because I think both of these guys got really caught up going into this weekend. You know, I think Hamilton was like, oh, I got this points deficit. Max was like, I can't, you know, let him in front of me because I think the Red Bull does better out in front and the Mercedes does worse in the chase. Um, You know, like the Mercedes car, like we've talked about before, is like designed to run in front. And like if Max finished that lap ahead of Max finishing that lap ahead of Lewis, was probably his best shot at winning the British Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. I imagine if you asked Max Verstappen today if he would rather have won the British Grand, if he was rather finished second than DNFing uh, through the first lap, he probably would have wanted to finish in second. So yeah, yeah, of course. I think in that moment, both of them should have potentially realized that, and I think both of them expected the other one to give way. Maybe. You know, I mean, but I mean, because the, the thing is, I think you're I talking think, about two tough ass drivers, man. Right. I'm not saying that they were both dry. Like they were both like, I think in their mind, they were like, I clearly have this corner. The other like he's going to back off and come at me the next time. You know what I mean? Like not that they were going to give up the, fu- the position totally. I just think that that was the mentality. Like, I think Max was like, oh, I left him enough room. I, I'm going to do my line. And Lewis is like, oh, I got to take every, you know, I'm going to break a little bit later. And, you know, it's, yeah, like I said, I think Lewis is more at fault. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think Lewis, I don't think Lewis intended to take him out of the race, but I think he intended to put him in the grass, you know, make him run real wide. The same that Leclerc did at the end of the race Mm -hmm. where Leclerc went real wide and had to like come out and then lost four seconds over the course of the next corner. Right. I think that's exactly what Lewis wanted to do. And I mean, just bumped him a little too much. Yeah. And you know, th- these car, uh, cause it, it's a fast corner, these cars getting any sort of weird wind reaction 
you know, and just going at that speed, the momentum and all that kind of stuff. So like I said, that's ultimately where I don't think Max is entirely not at fault, but I still think Lewis is more at fault. Yeah. My concern is the penalty situation because Uh, we're moving to penalty. Yeah. Because I know the FIA can't sit there and be like, oh, we like we're we're confident in giving Lewis a 10% a 10 second penalty in the pits, thinking that it's he's it'll take him off the podium. And then Lewis Hamilton wins the race. And you can't penalize somebody because you think they're going to be able to overcome that penalty. Like I honestly I don't know that Lewis would have finished 10 seconds faster at the end of all this. Yeah, no, I don't think so. So I I don't think the penalty was harsh enough because I don't think again I still don't think I just don't think a 10 second penalty at this track which has a relatively low um time loss for pit stops compared to mm-hmm. other tracks in the um in the season like there are other tracks where like a 10 second penalty plus a pit stop and you're just like yeah you're you know, a minute behind right yeah um Silverstone is not one of those. So I do think that, you know, and I I have come down from where Helmut Marco was during the race, calling for Lewis to have to be suspended for a race. Yeah, where he still is. They said that they're, uh, they called up their lawyers. Damn. Yeah, dude. I didn't know that Red Bull had lawyered up. Oh, Red Bull lawyered up over it for sure. Yeah. Helmut Marco is out for fucking blood. I mean, so I do think it's a harsh, I do think it should be a harsher penalty because of the, for two reasons. One, I think it's poor sportsmanship in the sense of, well, why not just crash out all of, like, why not just take out Leclerc if he's not going to give up the spot and take another 10 second penalty and then, you know, still finish ahead of Valtteri Bottas. Like, what, like, what's the incentive there? And then two, the potential for bodily harm to another driver. Yeah, because again, it's a fast corner, and like again, it, it's funny because because I just watched Grand Prix the movie after this race. Like that was before they had tire barriers for yeah. a lot of these tracks, yeah. and like, I mean, it was a you steel would, guide rail, but, and sometimes not even, or sometimes yeah. you would fly over it and and be in a tree. Like the car would just be yeah, wrapped yeah, yeah. around a tree. But I just think the potential for, especially at Silverstone, especially in such a fast corner. I think the potential to, you know, injure or harm another driver, plus the unsportsmanlike nature of it, again, just to like not incentivize people to make contact during the race. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard because there is the argument of like, well, that's racing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're both racing hard and that's yep. racing and that's how it goes. And you want these guys to be tough and competitive. I mean, they designed the car next year so that they will be more competitive. They will be in a pack more often. And it's, but like, you know, when I hear that, I think to myself, well, then like, aren't these guys supposed to be striving for that level of perfection where you don't bang up the car? This is not NASCAR. They are mm-hmm. not out there to, to push each other around and shove each other around. Like you should be, that good of a driver like that's what this test is how how perfect of a driver are you Mm -hmm. so i mean i think uh 
I'm having trouble with the penalty situation because after the, the 10 second penalty is the second of three uh, in terms of severity, right? You have a five right. second penalty, a 10 second penalty. And then what's the third one? I think the third one. I think the third one, if I'm not mistaken, is a 10 second stop go penalty. Right. So you can't throw your, you can't like 10 second and then throw your tires on and then go. It's like right. 10 seconds. You're like you literally are pulling in for 10 seconds and then you get back out of the pits. And then if you want to pit stop, you can pull back in. Right. I believe. Is I that think, right? I think that's right. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, you know, or if it happens too close to the end of the race, then they just take it off your finishing time. Yeah. Something like that, which would have been um, great for this. Yeah, I mean, I just, and maybe the, the whole penalty system needs to be rethought. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's a better way, or maybe those times should be dependent on what circuit you're racing on. Like maybe at Silverstone, it should be a 20, you know, instead of five and 10, maybe it should be 10 and 15 seconds. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, so I'm looking on Wikipedia. And they have, I don't know how accurate it is, but they have uh, that there's four separate penalties. Okay. Um, one is the five or 10 second penalty. Two is a drive through penalty where you drive through the pit lane, uh, obey the speed and exit without stopping. Um, and then three is the 10 second stop go you enter stop the pit and then exit again and you're not allowed to uh service the car i don't know about that drive-through penalty i don't think that one exists anymore that might have been something of the past so i think it's five seconds ten seconds and then 10 i seconds think stop, go. i think the drive-through is if you i don't know I, it might be like a track limits thing maybe that they would yeah. that they would throw that down, you know after the third time of track you know what i mean where they want to be like all right come on stop fucking around yeah yeah, yeah. come on yuki day. stop fucking around yeah. stay in the lane stay in the lane yuki um yeah so i mean i think that that 10 second stop go probably would have been more appropriate because the thing that resonates the most to me is your line of like the you know the potential for harm causing harm to another driver mm -hmm. like that's that's really standing out to me a lot because like i mean and not for i know christian horner was heated and i know he's going to be looking out for his his mm -hmm. prize pony but when he was like lewis knows this track and he shouldn't he's an eight-time world champion he should know better than to dip his uh, nose in that seven. corner seven sorry sorry yeah. You were like, do not. <laughs> Don't give him that yet. He's got it. Yeah. But I mean, like seven time world champion, like he, he should know better. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And like, to a point, the guy's not wrong. Like if you see Mick Schumacher make that same mistake, it's like, all right, you know. Right. It's, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Mm -hmm. But we've seen Lewis pull that trick many times. Um, you know, I, I did read some reaction from other drivers about this, which I actually think is some of the most interesting stuff. Interesting. I haven't told me about um, it. So Leclerc and Bottas um, said it was a racing incident. Leclerc was like, you know, there's space in there. 
Lewis was not completely there, but Max is really aggressive on the outside. Like Leclerc, Bottas, and Carlos were all very much like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't really want to <laughs> wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, but uh, Ricardo said that he thought that Hamilton went in too hot, but the collision itself was unintentional. But the aerodynamics of the car are really like what made the accident so dramatic, mm. which I think is interesting. Um, you know, Alonzo said that neither Hamilton nor Verstappen had done anything wrong and kind of said like Hamilton was kind of in a, you know, like you give up the, you know, you give up the spot or you like, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Um, like we you talked through, we understand don't. why Hamilton did what he did, even right. if we don't agree with it. Um, you know, uh, Alex blue said he would have done the same thing if he were in either position. Um, which I think is also interesting, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I think, I think it's a bad look. And then I think again, the immediate post-race reaction, uh, on the track, let's start there was just, it felt bad. It felt shitty. Like, and I want to, I'm trying to do my best to separate my on track anti-Hamilton pro Red Bull bias out of this. Okay. Because I res- I respect Lewis Hamilton as a person off track. I, 100%. I think the world of him. Yeah. On track. He's, he's, he's the rival of, of my driver, you know, <laughs> but it so like, you know, again, as a, as a, a Philly, a Philly sports fan, I've seen the Eagles lose Super Bowls, I've seen them lose championship games that they should have won three times over. You know, I've seen the Phillies blow any number of games that they easily should have won. Yeah. And it always feels crappy. It's always bad. But this, the celebration felt like I can't remember another driver taking their country's flag and driving all over the fucking place. Yeah, which, you know, what's funny is uh, because you're not allowed to leave the track limits for any reason. Like, it is strongly discouraged. And he did it so much and so flagrantly that a little part of me was like, yo, hit him with a five-second penalty. Hit him with a five-second penalty. (laughs) Put him in second place. Hit him with a five-second penalty. And I was like, but it, it it was a little... I mean, I'm trying to keep in mind that Red Bull lost, or I'm sorry, Mercedes lost the last like five races. Red right? Bull won the last five races. That's what I'm saying. Mercedes yeah. lost the last five right. races. And so, you know, Hamilton's at his home track and he mm-hmm. wins big. And <sighs> it just, it's one of those where like it didn't feel like a win. I don't want to say worth, but like it didn't feel like a win that felt right to celebrate that much because it felt a little it felt a little dirty it felt a little dirty it felt a little dirty now like i'll say this if max was in the race Mm -hmm. and two laps from the end lewis passed max and won the race then he can celebrate like that absolutely totally fair even if they had had a prior incident yeah you know and and it was like ambiguous and but they were still battling over the course of the you know, if that if that incident if that turn hadn't ended, even if Hamilton had passed him in that corner and led every single lap 
right. of that entire race still right. would have been justified. Yeah. But it just felt crappy, you know, and again, I don't think it was like intentional, but it just feels bad when you're like, okay, Lewis Hamilton sent a guy to the hospital and then had a fucking parade for himself afterwards. Like, yeah, it just, yeah. it just feels bad. It was, it was pretty uncool. I, I will <laughs> say that it was, it was pretty fucking uncool. Um, I, at that point, like now that that happened, I'm really looking forward to the first weekend of September because uh, that's when the Dutch Grand Prix is. And if Max wins, somebody better hand that motherfucker a flag <laughs> and he better zip around waving that goddamn flag, having the time of his life. Everything within a five mile radius of that track better be dusted orange by the end of oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll look like uh, what was Oh, I don't want to make an Agent Orange joke. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But everything will be dusted orange. <laughs> Yeesh, bro. Uh, yeah. Or like, you're the Dutch. Don't run a Huey. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I feel like if when the day comes that Leclerc wins at Monaco, if he drives oh around that track waving his flag, totally cool and appropriate. Like, well, yeah. Well. Right, as long as he didn't again send somebody to the hospital on the way to his victory. Also, you can't insane, go off track dude. limits yeah. in Monaco. Yeah, right. Yeah, he just dives straight into the into the water, right into the sea. Yeah, if uh, he wants to drive his car onto a yacht after he wins at Monaco, I'm all for it. Punk rock, dude. Yeah, that'd be metal. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, Hamilton should have known better. He should have yeah. known better. Mm-hmm. And he he fucked up, I think, pretty pretty big time. And and all of Mercedes, because I don't think that I want to be like, I don't think Hamilton acted alone. Um, you know, but I think there's a way to handle that situation. And I think he handled it poorly. That's why yeah. I'm tr- I'm trying to yeah. I'm that's why I want to like step through these like piece by piece because I want to yes. like break down. There's so many things that have happened and so many feelings running so high. That yeah, I want to look right. at each thing in isolation. Right. Because right. again, I don't think that Hamilton acting the way he did justified any of the racist language that was hurled his way. No, of course not. Of yeah, that's that yeah, we're not that's not even part of I know. the discussion. That's I just want to make it clear. Yeah. I know that we both know that how we feel about it. I just yeah. want to abundantly make it clear. Yeah, no. I because all things considered, I mean and that's the thing you as a, a real max fan i know that if the shoe was on the other foot and this was the dutch grand prix and on lap one max mm-hmm. sent lewis into the wall and to the hospital uh you know f- literally flown to the nearby hospital uh and then celebrated the way he did at the end of it i'd be like uh it's kind of a bad look like that's pretty it's pretty shitty yeah you know yeah yeah no i i 100 would feel the same way if it was yeah. reversed because like, no win is worth that yeah pretty uncool um so yeah i don't i don't like i really didn't like what mercedes did uh this entire race um Especially when it was like, you know, I, I saw the, for the people that were really hating on Hamilton, 
Because that's the thing. When the people that were like, fuck yes, Lewis, like, yeah, get in there. You did it. I'm like, eh, slow down. Like, yeah. Be easy. And again, seven time world championship. He's won a ton of British Grand Prix. There have been eight. plenty of other. He's won eight of these races. Right. There's been plenty of other times to celebrate Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen it. You know, like. Uh... And because I saw the one thing, I'm sure that you saw it going around where it's like, okay, so you won the race, but uh, you did it by sending your rival into the wall. And then Mm -hmm. you had to uh, have your car repaired under a red flag. And then you had to have your teammate move over under team orders. And then you had to pass a broken Ferrari. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah, cool win, bro. And it's like, that's a fair point. That's a critique, I think. Yeah. It's like, not for nothing, but you kind of did a shitty job, all things considered. Like, it just goes to show no shit. Like, if, if this was, if Max didn't, like, if they made it through that first lap, I have no doubt in my mind it would have been Max Lewis Charles as yeah. one two three yeah. no doubt in my mind because the way lewis was driving it was just like bro you don't stand a chance mm-hmm. you know he would have mm-hmm. he would have definitely been second place right at the end uh, and max would have been a minute ahead of everybody so i'm glad max is okay um i mean it's kind of crazy when you think about it that leclerc was not even four seconds behind hamilton no no, if there was a five second penalty on Hamilton for leaving track limits for celebration, yeah. Which you know what's fucked up too is here's what's fucked up. Uh, when Max won a couple few weeks ago and pulled over and stopped and then peeled out, the FIA went to Red Bull and they were like, "Hey, dude, don't do that again. Like, not not allowed." Which I get, you know. Right, and I'm sh- and again, I'm sure behind the scenes, the FIA has probably said the same thing to Mercedes. But they probably don't want to make a public statement because they don't want to look like they're on the side of the uh, like this is the problem with racists is because they ruin things forever because they make other yeah. people look unintentionally racist because right, right. just because especially in the US there's been so much controversy about like post touchdown celebrations and like home run celebrations and like that's been the, the language the people who have a problem with it are people who have a problem with black people and the way that they behave right. in their minds. Right. Like, and so I get that the FIA probably doesn't want to make a huge think about yeah. this stuff in it's, public. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, maybe we just let this one go. Right. And again, maybe they call it total wolf and they're like, all right, that you get one. Yeah. That's your one. That, that was your one. Not again. Right. You know, championship win. Sure. Different story. Yep. This was your one. Don't fucking do that again. Yep. And Toto was like, it's fine. He, I, he, I don't know what you're talking about. He won the race. He won the race. He won the race fair and square. I don't know why we got the penalty, but you're mm-hmm. to do nothing. Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. One day the Toto robot will break down and I will be there to see it. Um. Oh, yeah. I feel like I feel like Toto angry versus Christian Horner angry are just two two wildly different things too. So Christian Horner was like, "How dare he? This is 
I mean, I, I just, I don't think that it's right. I think it's terrible. Toto is like, you should kill them. <laughs> Toto's like, it's racing. What are going to do about it? Hmm? It's racing. Seems like if he was a better racer, maybe it wouldn't have happened. Fucking, oh, it, Toto just goes straight fucking uh, Rocky Four. He's like, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> Yo, if Toto Wolf said that, I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit and Christian Horror would be like oh sanction that man yeah uh, and then and then make fun of his wife because <laughs> that seems like something Christian Horror would do um, it's this whole thing is crazy and I really it, I've heard a couple of people say it in various places uh, and I'm just going to assume that they're right it does seem like Hamilton and Verstappen have been at least cordial to friendly with each other over the course of the season so far. I think so. I think they've been absolutely cordial and friendly. With one they've another. been gentlemen up to this point. For sure. And then seeing Max's Instagram post about Lewis's celebration that he posted from the hospital, I was like, shit. Damn. It is yeah, gloves dude. have just come off. Yeah. Yeah. We're not like, even halfway through the season. Yeah. When he straight up was like, Fuck that guy. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Like, that's that's that. This yeah, they're there gonna, it is. They're gonna fight, dude. They're gonna fight big time. They're gonna fight hard. Oh uh, yeah. So I'm very curious to see how uh this where where is the next race now that I'm oh buddy. Next race is in Hungary. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The is. Hungaro ring, my friend. Do love the Hungara ring. I don't even. I can't even begin to fathom how to pronounce the Formula One Magyar Nagdish. <laughs> Nagadish. Magyar Nagadish. Nag Nagadish. <laughs> it's at the Hungara ring. <laughs> it's in Hungary. It's not Budapest. Not Budapest. Um. It's in Magyarland. What? what the fuck? Where, where, the, where the track is. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the town in. Hungary. I do love the Hungara ring. It's so clutch. It, it's it's such so a great. great track. Such um, a great track. Yeah. What is, yeah. Formula One, Magyar. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got as good as I. As I yeah. <laughs> um, man, it's going to be crazy yeah dude yeah um, hungary ring is gonna be a big deal i can't wait to see what happens i mean obviously we're gonna be talking about it next week yeah uh, we'll do our preview episode uh do you have any more feelings i know that we really focused on uh pretty much red bull and mercedes uh for this for this episode um but big kudos to uh mclaren having an excellent weekend yeah, uh, we, we can go through the power rankings real quick if you want to. Before oh, that's we wrap. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. I was getting ahead of myself. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad we talked through the Hamilton Verstappen stuff the way that we did. For sure. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, the, so, do you know got, who got the fastest pit stop? DHL fastest pit stop? No. Um, in Great Britain? Dude, take a fucking guess. Wait. Who got fastest pit stop? Is it team or is it driver? Team. Team. 
Is it Alphatari? Nope. Is it Ferrari? Nope. Wait, you're is... so far off. <laughs> so far off. I'm giving you one more guess. All right. I'm gonna take one more guess and I'm gonna say Alpine. No, you're you're as far off as you can get. Fucking Williams. What? 2.10. Williams got the DHL fastest pit stop. Congratulations, Williams. Good job, Williams. Yeah. And uh I'm not mad about that at all. No, nah, dude, it was like I was That's like crazy. Me? <laughs> Which I guarantee after they got it, somebody came to them and they were like, you know, you got DHL. They were like, we what? We did? <laughs> did we? Did we put all the wheels on? They didn't come off. They didn't come off. Like we fucking you guys we fucking got one. That's awesome. Good uh, job. Yeah, dude. Charles Leclerc, driver of the day. Um, Absolutely deserves this perfect score. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, you're yeah. You're, so you're right into power rankings. Um, yeah, he did wonderful. Uh, let's let's power ranking the shit out of this. Um, yeah. Because. Who man, that perfect score of ten out of ten for him driving that Ferrari. Uh, and damn near winning. I mean, yeah. damn near winning that race. Uh, if the race had been three laps shorter, he would have won. Yeah, which isn't the first time that's happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen that happen to a lot of drivers. It's just, you know, that's how it goes. But hell of a job. Second place, Lando uh, with a 9.2. How do, you, <clears throat> how do you feel about that? Uh, I feel great. I do think that Lando would have been on the podium <laughs> if it wasn't for that pit stop, because I do think that he would have been able to hold off Bottas if he hadn't yeah. come up behind him. I 100% agree. He got really unlucky with a very long pit stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, um, he would have been able to hold off Bottas. I don't think Bottas had it in him to to pass him. Um, no. Uh, yeah, so I opened up the power rankings uh, this morning as soon as the like the notification came through, and I was like, Leclerc, perfect score. Lando, recovering from his watch incident. Love to see it. And then I was like, Fernando Alonso. And I was yeah, like, yeah, baby. here we go. I was like, man, this, this is the power rank. Like, I love to see this. I am slowly, over the course of the season, becoming a Fernando Alonso fan. Yeah. There's some, like, a badass. prime series that he that's like about him that i need to go watch yeah yeah there is yeah there is i gotta check that out it's so rad because like fernando alonso is obviously a legend in the sport Mm -hmm. and when you and i got into it it was one of those legends that we were never going to see race live and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he's like i'm coming back and i mean early on in this season I remember one of the questions you had for me was, was, is it worth it to have a veteran driver? Cause it wasn't necessarily looking good mm-hmm. and hot damn Fernando Alonso is driving the shit out of that. Alpine. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's driving the shit out of that car. He looks fast, mm-hmm. um, you know, going from uh, P 11 on the grid to finishing P seven, five straight points finishes. Yeah. I mean, good for him dude and in an alpine he's driving the shit out of it and he's doing a great job yeah good for good for nando lonzo i I love it you love to see it Uh, you love to see it dude you love to see it and then in fourth place is our boy max who Mm -hmm. had a dnf uh which makes very little sense to me that he's in fourth but okay Uh, yeah i mean you know i think 
it's it's really hard to assign the scores for this kind of stuff. I think they're basing it on the fact that he won that sprint race. Yeah, and I mean, and he was uh, 0.075 seconds off of the pole mm-hmm. behind Lewis in qualifying. Um, and and then yeah, winning that sprint race, he looked really great. Um, yeah, I don't know. You get an eight point five for the weekend. Yeah, uh, Lewis. I mean, I'm not going to argue with it. We know we know how I feel. Um, <sighs> yeah, I don't love um, that he got fifth here. Uh, it's hard to argue it just because of you know winning qualifying mm-hmm. second in the sprint race winning the race um having a consistent race coming back i mean not for nothing having that 10 second penalty and then coming back from that deficit and, and winning right like if he if he had come back from a like 10 second pit stop incident shitty pit stop yeah then he should have gotten a perfect 10 right but because he put himself in that position, I'm less likely to be like to be impressed yeah. by it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's like somebody doing a great job mopping the floor after they spill fucking sauce all over it. It's like, right. well, I mean, if you didn't like, this didn't have to happen. Right. You don't get points for cleaning up your own mess. Yeah, dick bag. Um, <laughs> uh, I would call Lewis Hamilton a dick bag to his face. Uh, I would love to see that. Yeah, just because, like, I think that... This trainer would beat the shit out of you afterwards. She would fuck me up, dude. She would fuck me up. She might lick me. Who knows? She's a strange one. She would crush her skull between her thighs. Um, I might welcome that. (laughs) Um, So then we go to big place. George Russell, baby, in that Williams. Uh, Boy, these guys love George. They do uh, for finishing in 12th place. And this, this was when I got to this, I was like, Hmm, I love George fully on the George train. I'm on a George train. I want to say that I don't think that he's quite, I wouldn't have had him in sixth for this I mean, particular performance. How are you going to have him above Carlos Sainz and Danny Ricardo? Yeah. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Like yeah. enough for nothing. You had George in the Williams. Like let's, mm-hmm. let's face it. He's in the Williams. He gets into Q3, two yep. races in a row, uh, finishes P8 in the sprint race. Great job. Finishes 12th in this race. Eh, you know. Uh, or I'm sorry. Yeah, f- started 12th, finishes 12th. I mean, all things considered, buddy. Like, did Carlos and Danny have a better race than him? Yeah. Yeah, and he got a penalty. He ran into Carlos. Like yeah, he got a three-track grid penalty. Like I don't know. Like I, probably, was... I, I probably would have had him in tenth overall. Yeah, I would say ninth or tenth. Because um, we got a. Probably... I I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with tenth because we'll. There's we'll, yeah. we'll work our way down. Yeah. Uh, because next up is is exactly what we we're talking about. Uh, Carlos signs uh, in seventh, and Danny Ricardo in eighth. I would have put Carlos ahead of Hamilton Verstappen. Yeah, I agree. I would put Danny up there too. Yeah, no, um, for sure. Yeah. I think uh, Carlos and Danny both should have been ahead of Hamilton and Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Definitely ahead of George. Yep. Um, they, 
had stellar races. I mean, I think Carlos would have finished in fifth. Uh, he had the same play uh, with a 12-second pit stop. Uh, yep. Things didn't go his way. I think he would have finished in front of Danny for sure. Um, it just, you know, wasn't meant to be for him this race. Uh, but, I mean, the guy had a hell of a weekend. Yeah, uh, and he fought hard the whole weekend, which is all you can – like any driver that faces a setback, all you can ask them to do is to do their best to make it up on the track. Yeah, man. And there's no doubt in my mind that he threw everything he had at it. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like they put Russell in sixth and Carlos in second, seventh, and Russell is the one that put Carlos into almost last place in the sprint right. race. Right. Put him back to 19th. And then in 17 laps, he got back up to 11th. Right. Like, and then he fights from there to sixth. And the only reason he was sixth is because of a, of a long pit stop. And all you gave him was seventh place in the power rankings. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense to me. Does not make um, any sense to me. And Danny Ricardo as well. You know, he, uh, he didn't have anything that set him back, but he qualified seventh, finished the sprint race in sixth, and finished the Grand Prix in fifth. And mm-hmm. that's nothing to shake its stick at especially for somebody who has been having just a tough time for this first half of the year, uh, putting it all together, but he's, you know, he's a previous winner at Hungara ring. We'll see what he does next week. Um, I just, you know, yeah, I think Carlos and Danny deserve more. Yep. And then we have Ocon in ninth. Well, I'm not saying it wasn't deserved. Uh, he, he would have been my 11th for, this week i think he had a great showing you know didn't do anything wrong had a nice recovery from the last couple of races where he didn't look so great um i would have put uh and then i would have gasly in ninth because he would have finished a lot higher you know tire puncture not anything he can do about it mm-hmm. um and it dropped him from ninth to 11th um and then uh he like he dropped from ninth to 11th but after he pitted to fix that tire puncture he was in 14th so he really climbed up from 14th to 11th right uh, in the last couple laps right which is super impressive and then i would have given the 10th spot to yuki sonoda 100 agree um he has also been struggling the past couple races yeah you know just being a rookie not like you know he's made some mistakes he's had some bad luck as it happens, but he he's had still a child. Yes. <laughs> like he's such a small child. Uh, did you see there was a video on Instagram that it's like the fans like meet with the drivers over Zoom or whatever and they get like get to ask them questions? And like someone asked him, like, what was the best gift he ever received as a child? And Pierre's like, well, he is still a child. <laughs> and then Yuki turns around and he's like, oh, it's my Alphatari teammate, Pierre Gasly. Is like the best <laughs> gift I've ever gotten. And I was like, I am super charmed by these, these two people who probably like they they seem so different in both like oh, personality yeah. and culture and everything, but they seem to get along really well. They're buddies, cool. man. Yeah, they yeah. seem to be good buds. Um yeah, I think you're absolutely right on the power rankings. Um, and somebody who should be on a power ranking list of his own uh is Sebastian Bettel. <sighs> Oh yeah. I'm uh, so glad that you brought this up. Complete fucking stud he is. Um he stayed after the race and cleaned up for 4 hours. 
cleaned up trash out of the stands. After he ran a race where the track temperature was like 100 degrees. Like, I just can't imagine, like, just how physically exhausted he was. Yeah. And I really always appreciate, like, we know, you know, celebrities and rich people, it's easy for them to put their name and even money behind a cause. But, like, to see him put the time behind it when, like, he has a million other things he could be doing. Yeah, 100%. After the- and like, and you know what? The the shitty F1 fans that give the global F1 fans a bad name. I saw people that were like, oh, it was just a photo op. He was out there for five minutes. And other people that were like, oh, wouldn't it be better if he like paid somebody to do it? Because then he would be giving somebody a job. And it's like, you fucking idiots. For one, everybody <laughs> that was like, like and people immediately defended him. They were like, no, no, he was out there for four hours yeah. cleaning up trash and didn't say shit about it and didn't ask anybody to take a picture of him. No. Somebody else just did. They were like, mm-hmm. oh shit, Sebastian Vettel's cleaning up fucking cans yeah. off of the off of the shit. Uh and it, so he's leading by example yeah if anything you know 100%. but he's not he's making like, hey, a big deal out of it there wasn't yeah. like those pictures were blurry he wasn't like you know he wasn't posing with anybody yeah he like, just went out so that he could fucking clean up some trash because he wants to make the world a better place and that's yeah. what sebastian Vettel's doing and that's what he stands for and uh and he wins the the first ever f1 driver you bring home to mom award hell yeah dude Hell yeah. Yo, I would get shit face drunk with Sebastian Vettel. Oh my God. We would have so much fun. Man. Like, I want to, and like, I want it to be that unexpected drunk, not where it's like you sit down and just like, all right, time to start ripping shots, Seb. Right. I want to like go to his house and have like lunch and we're hanging out and we're drinking. And then it's that like, yo, you should stay for dinner. And I'd be like, okay. And then stay for dinner. And have a fucking badass dinner, and you're drinking wine. No, and the it's, next thing you it's know, the kind of drunk where it's like two o'clock in the morning. You don't remember how long you've been there, and you are pissing yourself laughing over some like, exactly ridiculous dude. anecdote that he's just told. Exactly, it's just like so, and like, but like you, you know, you've been there for too long. Yeah, but it's just too great. And then you wake up in the morning because he put you to bed in his guest room, mm-hmm. and you wake up and you come down and he's got breakfast made and he's like you hungry bro and i'd be like yes yeah, Seb." and then i'd eat and i'd be like all right man i gotta go i gotta i gotta get out of your fucking hair and he'd be like okay cool i'm gonna go fucking plant some trees no, he would be like what hair yeah because <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy and he can make jokes about himself I'm yeah sure. dude right baseball cap the whole time yeah um, sleeps in it yeah man uh good on seb for for being the change he wants to see in the world uh i love that about him and uh and i what a great guy yeah dude i hope that uh all of the i hope that the younger f1 drivers uh are are really seeing the example he's setting and uh are following in his footsteps yeah and i think it's really cool that there's a lot of mentorship in f1 uh right now because um He's kind of taken Schumacher under his wing as a fellow German. Alonzo and George Russell apparently hang out a bunch. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's really cool. You know, Hamilton has complimented Norris before. Like, it's just cool to see that there is that sense of camaraderie and, like, passing things on to, like, the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I Yeah, I love that. I love that that's happening. And I just hope that, you know, aside from mentorship about, being great drivers uh the younger 
generation takes on mentorship about being great people. Like mm-hmm. somebody on Beyond the Grid, when they were interviewing uh, LeClaire, they were like, do you still talk to Seb? He was like, I talk to him all the time. Like, I talk to him constantly. Like, we're, yeah, we're still friends, you know? <laughs> I, t- I talk to Seb more than I talk to Benoda. Yeah, right? He's like, <laughs> like, yeah, Seb's the shit. And like, how can you not, you know? Right. That guy's amazing. So, yeah, dude, I, uh, yeah, just kudos to Seb. Good on him for mm-hmm. for being the guy that he is. It's good to see the the, the youths now that I, now that we can say because we're older than Sebastian Vettel. Um, <laughs> oh, good man. on the good on the up and coming youths too. Yeah, uh, right. The younger generation. Yeah, the youth of the world. Fucking bastards. Um, oh pricks. <laughs> we got Kimmy. Oh yeah, yeah, and I I have Lewis. Uh, I'm like. 11 months younger than lewis hamilton how old is lewis i think he was born in january 85 oh i'm i'm october 85 oh so there you go yeah so we got lewis and kimmy yes and fernando oh yeah and fernando fernando's like 40 i think he's yeah he's old as shit yeah uh but cool man that was silverstone yeah that was silverstone silverstone we'll be back Uh, next week talking about the Hungarian ring and whatever happens in between now and next Wednesday. Oh man, a lot's um, gonna happen. So just a reminder, we're part of the Movie John Podcast Network. You can yes. check out all of the great uh podcasts on moviejohn.com and then you can download them wherever you listen to your podcasts. I think we're all on Spotify now as yep. as well as whatever app you use. If you want to talk back at us uh and not be a racist piece of shit, you can tweet at us or find us on Instagram at F yeah, F1 pod. That's the number one. Mm-hmm. If you want to email us, uh, you can send your feedback to F yeah, F1 O N E at gmail.com. Hell yeah. Uh, and overall, we are the shit. Yeah, we are. So you should tell your friends. That's right. You tell, tell, a fr- tell your friends, leave a review on iTunes. Hell yeah. Um, tell us why you love Sebastian Vettel so much in your review because yeah. um, anybody that's like fuck him it's like fuck you like honestly <laughs> if i was at a bar if i was at a bar somewhere and like you like you and me are in europe hanging out and somebody in the bar just goes fuck sebastian Vettel," i'd be like what and i would go fight that person we would have to I'd have to. I'd fight the shit out of them. I feel like there's not that many drivers that I wouldn't feel that. Like if someone was like, "Fuck Kimi Räikkönen," I'd be like, "Oh, it's on." <laughs> oh, <shit>. like, <laughs> yeah, just throw throw a pint glass clear across the bar. Gosh, like, let's dare go. You. Yeah, <laughs> we'll fucking end you, bitch. <laughs> like I just, you know, like same thing. Like I know we rag on him a bunch, uh, but like even with Bottas, I'd be like. Fuck you, dude. I'd, He's a good guy. Yeah. Come on. I'd I'd uh I'd pour a drink on somebody's head for Bottas. For sure. For sure. I don't know if I'd fight that person. I don't know if I would fight somebody over at Landon Norris because be like, yeah, he can be kind of a little shit sometimes. But like, you know, I still love him. Yeah. I'd be like, don't be mean to him. He's yeah. tender. <laughs> He's a fragile boy. He's 14 years old. <laughs> yeah. Give me your watch. <laughs> <laughs> God, the I wanna, fact that they didn't steal his car is actually incredible. Yo, if I if we ever go to an F1 race, I'm gonna make a sign that says Lando, give me your watch. <laughs> Just hold it up the whole time. 
people would be like, boo. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Dude, I love talking about this with you, and I love F1, and I can't wait to preview Hungary next week. Next week? F yes, yeah, sir. F1. F yeah, F1.